Hello and welcome to Brain Training for Soccer. Uh, this will be my name's Roy, and this will be my first proper episode that I've done. Um, anyone that listened to the introduction episode will know I'm here to learn as much as to inform. So I'll be talking about brain training and how it can possibly be a big thing in the future of player development. But I want you guys, coaches, neuroscientists, whoever's out there to possibly tell me I'm wrong or tell me I'm on the right path but I need to be looking at this and that um, so I'm here to learn as much as to inform um, so today I'll be talking about uh, brain endurance training which is a term I picked up basically from boxing um, people like Alexander Usyk uh, Vasil Lomachenko are big on brain endurance training uh, so much so that they they do it straight after a normal workout in the gym. Um, and it's all about being able to pick patterns, being able to um, use your cognitive skills once the body is tired. So, um, so like I said, so in a fight, as they're tiring, their brains are still sharp. They can still see mistakes that are being made, etc., so I'm just going to read a small article that I wrote about brain endurance training. It's, it's pretty short. It's pretty basic. Um, but it will give people a good understanding of, of what, I, what I feel brain endurance training is, how it can maybe be used in soccer training. And then hopefully over the coming weeks we can expand on it, speak to some experts. I will put in some more stuff, um, drills and things, and um, read stuff that... Um, fight uh, Lomachenko said himself about it and and um, yeah we can build on it from there okay so what separates the good soccer players from the great and the great from the truly world class is it the technique passion or a natural athletic ability could it be the coaching that certain players receive or is there something more to it something that goes a little deeper that could be getting overlooked by coaches and players as they go through their development We all know that to make it as a pro, you must have great technique and a passion for the game. We also know that top coaching can help. But what truly separates someone like Ravel Morrison, who regularly outperformed the likes of Paul Pogba and Jesse Lingard in his days at the Manchester United Youth Academy, and whose ability and love of the game are undeniable, from Lionel Messi, who has changed the way football is played forever. We could throw out a generic term such as mentality or follow the Swedish study which found players in their nation's top division scored higher on on specific cognitive tests than those in the lower leagues. What this study basically showed was that to play at the top level you need great coordination, decision-making skills and and a good ability to forward plan and process numerous bits of information at once. However, What if we looked at this even deeper? We have all seen so-called lesser teams go toe-to-toe with the big boys for the majority of a match only to crumble in the final moments of the game. For 70 minutes, you wouldn't be able to tell them apart. Technically, they look sound. Their organisation, awareness and decision-making skills are all good, only for it to fall apart in the final moments. Many people look at this scenario and say it's a fitness issue or that the lesser team has performed above their capabilities and just couldn't sustain it for 90 minutes. But 
at the professional level, fitness really should not be an issue. And I would not say that players playing against players from the same league are necessarily performing above their level. They're there for a reason. They've earned that chance and they're, they're there to perform. However, it is their ability to mentally sustain this high level that makes the real difference. I say mentally rather than physically because we've already seen that cognitive skills make a big difference when it comes to separating the professional players from the semi-pros. But to go from good to great to world-class, your mind must be able to maintain these cognitive skills for 90 minutes, week after week, day after day. But just like the body, the mind can tire. Decision-making can slow down. Judgment can get skewed and cognitive functioning decrease. It's here where the very best excel. It's here where Messi and Ronaldo do their damage. This ability to stay hyper-focused, to keep the mind hyper-focused on, the, on a, the task at hand, no matter what is happening within your surroundings or how your body feels, is known as your brain endurance level and is becoming more and more mainstream as a sports development and scouting tool. Companies such as SOMA, that's S-O-M-A, that specialize in brain endurance training, say they can predict how well an athlete will perform in a coming season based on how well they perform on their training program. It's a claim which has seen them work with players from the NBA, several Olympic teams and the high Red Bull High Performance Center. Of course, I can already hear some of you saying that this is a fad and that nothing can replace the physical training of having the ball at your feet on the grass for improvement. And I admit it, they're 100% right. But the point of this training isn't so you can spend less time on the training pitch. The idea of brain endurance training is to maximize your mind so the time on the pitch is more productive and that decision-making during matches is kept at a high standard from beginning to end. So how young should we start brain endurance training? Brain endurance training shouldn't be seen as an elite exercise only suitable for professionals that want to find an extra edge. In fact, brain endurance training should be and can be used from the earliest ages of player development. For example, imagine taking on two new under eight players, both of the same age with similar physical attributes and a passion to play. However, one of these kids struggles during certain parts of training because they forget instructions and lack the stamina to complete, mental stamina to complete a full session. While the other child picks things up easily and effortlessly and seems to progress quickly. Now imagine being able to work on their mental capacity to focus, learn and improve. Now you have two players that are developing at a quicker rate. That is what brain endurance training is all about. So what is classed as brain endurance training? Brain endurance training is essentially all about exercising the brain once fatigue is starting to set in. This can include things such as hand-eye coordination games, memory training and forward planning tasks. These things can of course be included in a standard training session, but should also be used on the back of particularly tiring drills or systematically throughout the entire session. A good game for this that we've all probably used, soccer tic-tac-toe. It involves memory, forward planning and quick decision making and can be used after every drill as the session progresses. 
The idea is to see how well the players do the more tired they get. Can they stay focused? Can they still make the right decisions? And do they improve as the weeks and days go by? But the real beauty of brain endurance training is that it can be done away from the training pitch and will have a positive knock-on effect for overall performance. I've already mentioned that Vasil Lomachenko is a massive believer in this type of training and he he even has a specialist that sets up specific sessions. He does things um, straight after the gym where he goes and um, it might be building blocks he has to he use he will build towers and then he will turn around to a board with um numbers on or in random order and he has to pick out the numbers and tap them in in the right order and then go back to building blocks and it's all about working out and um, um, being able to see patterns and um, being able to switch between tasks uh, a visual acuity task back to a a cognitive building task Um, and it's all about being able to do these things while his brain while his body is tired while his brain is screaming out for him to stop Um, he can still think clearly still pick out patterns and still um, perform to the best of his ability however you don't need a specialist to get the best out of brain endurance training chess is actually a phenomenal exercise for the mind and should be encouraged to all you soccer players. Again, this is a game that includes forward planning. It's a game that includes memory. um, And is a game that they should all be encouraged to play when they get home from training. So you get home from training, you're tired, your body's tired, your mind's tired. Let's get switched on. Let's have a game of chess. Keep that mind working. Keep that mind looking for patterns. Keep that mind being able to memorize things there are also amazing brain training apps out there that include reaction games memory games and visual acuity games juggling is another brain training action that has been scientifically proven to increase the amount of gray matter in your head and this is one that you'll see Alexander Usyk use a lot in the gym Um, juggling with weights juggling with all sorts of things during the session Um, Again, that's a hand-eye coordination task which, which will improve, which will help improve your hand-eye coordination um, during matches too. For those that aren't convinced as to the worth of brain endurance training, um, just take a look at Thomas Tuchel. Thomas Tuchel doing a great job at Chelsea. Um, a lot of his methods are seen as eccentric but are very highly effective. Just one of the things used by Tuchel, one of the the strange things that he does, is to make his players hold a tennis ball in each hand during practice matches. What this does is increase the load on the mind, as it has one more thing to think about, one more action and one more sensation to process. If the players can still perform their usual high-quality soccer actions with this sensory overload, and they are working on increasing their brain endurance. He also likes to use small, small balls. I'm sure you've all seen that in, um, in his training videos. He'll use a very small ball for training matches. Uh, and again, it's about getting the players to think about something different, working their mind, getting, 
out of autopilot, getting them to focus on on what's happening in front of them, the change in in um, the change in in what's happening. Now, of course, brain insurance isn't brain endurance training isn't the only thing you need to become a great player, but it is becoming a key part of player development. And as coaches, I think we need to understand it more, see where it can fit into our current theories and strategies, um, and hopefully we can make it a key component for creating world-class talent going forward. Uh, so there you go. That's a, a, a very basic look at brain endurance training. Um, like I said, I hope to, to expand on this on the coming weeks. Um, if anybody is listening that wants to leave a, a voice message, I'm pretty sure you can. Um, or um, you can contact me on Twitter. So I am actually at Aussie Soccer on, on Twitter. So you can leave me a message there. Um, possibly we can get to get somebody on to, to talk about this further in the future. Um, thanks for listening for now. And um, I look forward to the next episode.